Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. For more information, visit Corin.com. Hi, how are you? My name is Andrew WK. They say when things are very delicious, it must be Heritage Radio. Welcome to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, a food writer and a director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from a studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every daily and supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi ramen izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I will try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. And my guest today is Gaku Shibata, who is the owner of two popular Japanese restaurants in Lower East Side in New York City. And one is called Yoparai, an upscale Japanese sake bar and restaurant. And the other one is Azasu, a casual Japanese izakaya, which also serves Japanese small restaurant food. We'll talk about how Gaku started those great Japanese restaurants with his wife, Christy, and why he decided to introduce small food to New Yorkers and much more. So we're going to have a great show. Hello, Gaku. Welcome Hi. to the show. So um, first of all, when and why did you come to the U.S.? Because you know, my wife is American. And then uh, the, um, after getting married, we live in Tokyo for five years. And then we decided to come here in New York City to start business. Mm. Okay. And I also heard that you lived in China before you came to the States. Oh, actually, I met my wife in uh, Beijing, China. It's mm. 20 years ago. Okay. As uh, uh, the exchange student. Mm. So, and I heard uh, you exchanged, after you, you guys left China, you exchanged uh, letters for 10 years. And got married. Right. And uh, at that time, we have no email, uh, <laughs> <laughs> text something. So... Uh, it's take uh, you know the um, two weeks to a round trip to you know, right. my, my, oh it makes, yeah. that makes more more right. like, precious to yeah. communicate yeah. right um, okay and uh, so how did you get into food business um, after graduate college I worked for the several com- company and then I decided to you know to start my own business mm, because uh, you hated uh, working for companies. Yes, I'm not really good at working for company, I guess. So okay. I, I have decided to uh, start on my business. And the first business is that I import push cart and hot dog push cart from New Jersey. Oh, wow. And then uh, we had uh, um, the five push, uh, hot dog push cart in Tokyo. Mm, so that was when you were in Tokyo. And then, you know, after China, you just... Uh captured that push card right right that's kind way. of extreme you know change but you know it's you know, I know, I know it's works and you know the japanese people enjoy american style and hot dog at that time mm, okay and it's like a classic american hot dog yes uh we won't import the uh, push card and uh, uh the beef uh the uh, hot dog from mm-hmm. u.s and mm-hmm. then uh, i had a uh, um uh, the push cart at the Tokyo Dome, which is a baseball field in mm, Tokyo, and right. uh, that's uh, the baseball yes. stadium. Yes, in at that time, is uh, uh, the Matsui uh, came to New York, so mm. um, a lot of people interested in American culture and uh, major league stuff. So, uh, and we have also have uh, uh, the grocery store, the uh, mm. parking area, or. Um, and it's a really mobile business, so right. you know it's good. I know the catering or everything. Mm, yeah. Good timing. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. And uh, 
but then you somehow came to the States, so, and then you opened the restaurant. So what, what happened between, you know, I mean, you had a wife and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, because I have no cooking skill, so mm-hmm. um, at the time I decided to uh, learn uh, the basic cooking skill. So, um, um, so I tried to work so, uh, at know restaurant in Japan, but I was at over 30, mm. so it's hard to you know, start from zero. Right. So I asked uh, my, one of my favorite restaurants called Abraya, mm. um, and I asked you know, you know, the owner mm. to uh, give me some like, you know, experience. Mm. And That's generous. Yeah. Right, but did you know the restaurant before? Yes, you know, I, I used to be you know, a good customer of them for the uh, last 10 years. Mm. So um, that's why you know, he um, you know, offered me to you know, work for them for wow. two years. Okay, yes. so what kind of restaurant was it? It is a um, very authentic, you know, the old uh, the sake bar style in Roppongi. Mm. So, like classic uh, abraya means uh, abraya or abraya? Abraya. Abraya, yes. Okay, so like a whole izakaya food, whole Japanese, uh, yes. like home cooking. Too. Yes. Actually, um, the, in fact, you know, the, our head chef, Yopurai, is mm. uh, the son of owner of abraya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was, he has the tradition of the whole place. Yes, so. yes. So, um, I just uh, want to bring Japanese and you know, the izakaya vibe from Tokyo to New York. So, mm. uh, I know our restaurant is very authentic as Japanese. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. Right, because uh, I heard uh, at least there are like 1,500 Japanese restaurants mm-hmm. in New York City. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we wanted to do something a little different. Mm-hmm. Right, so, so uh, we focus on, you know, the uh, cooking from scratch. So, we have homemade miso homemade umeboshi pram, and uh, uh, the pico, which is uh, uh, the nukazuke. Mm. So um, the yoporai's concept is, you know, it's, you know, the, you know, the cook, you know, from the scratch. Mm, yes. Okay. Well, let's talk about the yoporai first, because you opened it first mm-hmm. out of two restaurants, yes. right? So when did you open it, and uh, what kind of restaurant? Uh, we opened, like, five years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's really a cozy, small restaurant. We just have, uh, you know, 30 seats there. Mm-hmm. And uh, mostly the counter seating, so I uh, can communicate with chef and then you know, communicate with the uh, sake, you know, the sommelier. Right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so it's similar to Abraya. Yes, 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 yes. Right. Okay. And uh, how was the training? But let's go back quickly. That like, you know, you said over thirty, you started training. Yes. At that classic authentic Japanese restaurant. Yeah. How was the training in Tokyo? Uh, it is hard, very hard, because I didn't have any. Um, you know, like experience, like professional cooking. So, I, I know I have to start from dishwashing, mm. and uh, you know that. I know, but that owner is a very generous man. So, he tried to give me a, a lot of experience. So, mm. I know it is hard, but I enjoy too. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he, he wanted to because he liked you, and then he just wanted to have someone walking abroad, right? right? <laughs> yeah. Like ambassador. Yes. Right. Interesting, and. Uh, Okay, and I, I went to uh, Yopai a while ago Thank when you. my uh, yeah friend sake brewer came mm-hmm. to New York, mm-hmm. and it's a very classic good sake brewery, and and the the owner heard about the fabulous sake list at Yopai, mm-hmm. so maybe you can tell us about your sake list at Yopai. Yes, you know. Um, oh, by the way, the Yopai means drunk. Or yes, yes, drunk drunker, person. drunker. Right. Because you know, the, I'm a big drunker, so <laughs> that's why I named my restaurant called Yopai. <laughs> okay. So, what kind of uh, sake do you have? How many? Um, I like, you know, really, you know uh, I'm a you know, sake drinker, so I focus on junmai, which is uh, like a casual sake. Mm. Uh, uh, it's uh, 
and also I prefer like more like Yamahai or Kimoto, like old school sake. Mm, uh, okay, um, so the Junmai means uh, pure rice without any mm-hmm. added alcohol yes. to fortify, yeah. right? And then you—that's like a pure um, yeah. ingredient yes. flavor. Yes. yes. Okay, and then other Yamahai—that's like a more classic way. Yeah, to make right. It. So um, our food is really good pairing with uh, uh, like uh, old school sake. So mm-hmm. uh, we focus on old school traditional sake. With uh, you know traditional Japanese food, mm, yes. Okay, and as of last night, I checked the menu on the website. You have twenty-five sake by the glass mm-hmm. and the thirty-one bottles yes. by bottle, and uh, it's amazing how it's really premium. Yeah, but good I know. Sake. Yeah, if we I, I can serve by the craft, you know, the customer can try a couple of you know, kind of sake. Mm. So. Um, I focus on the, you know, the you know, sour by craft. Right. And also the small, uh, big party, maybe I prefer the bottle of sake, but I, I think it's you know, more fun to pick, you know, ch- challenge right. or try, you know, you know, several kinds of sake. Mm, okay. And uh, you have a sommelier license, sake sommelier <laughs> yes. license too. Yes. So you just kind of uh, curated the sake list by yourself? Yes, yes. I know, I know, the, I know sake list is uh, I know, the picked by me. And mm. uh, all and the sake I picked is, uh, you know, of course, that is my favorite sake. Mm. Yes. Right. Okay. And uh, let's talk about your second restaurant, Azasu. Mm-hmm. So Azasu means uh, thank you in uh, Japanese slang. Yes, um, that is slang. And uh, y- young people, it's really lazy. So uh, actually, the uh, thank you means arigato. Gozaimasu. It's really a long sentence. Right. So <laughs> Japanese young people say just, you know, shorten as us. <laughs> it's That's really casual, quick. you know, new vocabulary. Right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's really shortened. Yeah. Um, so when did you open Azasu and uh, what kind of restaurant is it compared to your Yopurai? Yes, um, because, you know, your Yopurai is really small and then you know, counter seating like a, a cozy place. So mm. I wanna, uh, we want to have like more like party or like casual. Mm. It's, uh, you know, so... Uh, as I say, it's more, much casual than, you know, the mm. So you, you opened, uh, when did you open it? Uh, it's like uh, two years ago. Okay. Yes. And uh, uh, we focus on the cup socket, mm. which is... Uh, well, the, we're going we're gonna to talk oh, about it in sure. a minute because I <laughs> yeah. have a huge idea about that. Okay. Right. So, um, right. And then... Uh, so it sounds like it's like a beginner's version of uh, Yopai. That's a zasu. Yes, you know, I can say that a gateway lesson for the uh, traditional Japanese. Mm. Okay. And then... Um, well, the the food is more comfort food. Yes, yeah, more like a, like a um. Yes, yeah, so I know like a Japanese soul food, a comfort food, like mm. you know the like a burger or a pizza in the U.S. Right, so it's like a takoyaki, yeah. curry, and the gyoza. Yes, kind of, yes, yes. Right, and sounds like it's go they go uh, well with the drinks. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. Okay, and of course you serve a small wrestler, yes. chankonabe. Yes, right. Okay, um, let's see. Um, so you have a very interesting drink menu, Dazasu. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe you can talk about that. So first you have, again, the cup sake. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have the largest selection of cup sake in Manhattan. Yes. What is cup sake, first of all? Cup sake is like, you know, the, um, the, the sake in a cup mm-hmm. with a lid. So uh, it's, a, you know, the small size. So it's, a, you know, yeah, it's like, uh, I think, it's like eight, eight hundred eighty milliliters and six ounces. It's like, a, you yes, know, like yes, six by the glass. Yes. It's like more generous yes. by the glass yes. size. Right. Okay. And uh, what sounds like cup, so cheap. Yeah. 
But you know, there used to be cup sake is like you know really casual sake mm-hmm. used to be, and especially like you know shinkansen trip, it's a like you know train trip or like you know party or like a barbecue kind of stuff. Right. But now the brewer focus on make it a very good you know, quality, mm. so it you know you know. It's different, you know, you know, from the, you know, the before that. Right. Yeah. But I sort of remember when I was in Japan when I was little, mm-hmm. um, you know, like uh, if you get on the train mm-hmm. and there's a gold man drinking with red right, face. Right, and then right, in right. Japan, it's really generous. You don't hide, hide the alcohol. Right. So like they really drink and mm-hmm. sleep. And yeah. that was like not a very cool image. Yeah. Yeah. But right? now <laughs> it's a the sake brewer focus on make it very good quality. So mm. it's same as the bottle of sake now. Mm. Okay. And actually, I heard uh, there is uh, uh, one sake retailer called Ajinomachidaya in Tokyo, mm-hmm. and which carries over 80 cup sake. Mm-hmm. And uh, they initiated a current cup sake boom, they say, because uh, the, the store asked sake breweries to create cup sake, and many breweries responded with cup sake packaging in fun, cute, or stylish glasses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I was looking at all those things, and then I've seen one... Um, you know, the light bulb shaped uh, glass. Oh, sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, if you finish drinking and you really want to keep that. Right, glass. so some of the customers bring back the, you know, the uh, sake cup as a souvenir. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it next time. Yeah. Okay, and you have uh, how many labels? I, I counted 16 on the list right now. 16 yes, cups. yes. Great, and do you have any policy try to get different uh, regions? No, I, I just try to uh, collect as much as possible now mm. because, you know, we have a limited kind of, you know, the uh, no, cup sake so far. So, you mm, know, to the U.S. Yeah, yes, that's why, you know, we just try to uh, collect as uh, much kind as, you know, mm. we can. Okay. And uh, the price can range uh, from 7 to 18, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. really like, to me, premium by the glass yes, kind yes. of program. S- Six dollar sake is very casual. It's like you know, for the casual sake is for the everyday, mm-hmm. and the sixteen sake is for some experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Well, if you think of a bite glass wine, which can range from mm-hmm. nine to twenty. Yes. So it's a good buy, mm-hmm. right? To try different yeah. things. Right. Okay. And uh, do customers order it? Yes, and people enjoy it. Like more than the other bottles, or. You know, by the the carafe sake. Yeah, but that, that is kind of a new thing for the American customer. So mm. you know, that's I think the kind of you know, like something new for mm. them too. That's uh, some cup sake is not something new for me, but I think you know that in, in America, mm. cup sake is something really new products. So, okay, yeah. so you wanted to introduce something fun to the American market. That's why you carry so many cup sake. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Maybe you can be the the first. Uh, to start the boom. Oh, the I try. Yeah, yeah, I hope right. so. I hope so. Right. Because it's portable. Yes. And uh, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a fresh open all the time. Oh, right, and, right. And it's easy to store. Because mm, yeah. it's smaller. Yeah. Store, oh. store. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. And uh, all right. So now I think uh, we're going to take a quick break here. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, Japanese sumo slides. Thank you. Nabe. Okay. So please stay with us. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. 
Corin is proud of their Japanese culture and traditions, but they want you to know that their products are not just for Japanese restaurants. Their knives and tableware bring out the best qualities of food from every culture and fit into every restaurant, from French to Pan-Asian to American. And that is why they're located in New York City, where people from every country in the world come to eat. Corin's unique store in Lower Manhattan is home to perhaps the most extensive collection of Japanese chef knives in the world, including Japan, plus the rarest natural sharpening stones and exquisitely designed tableware. They also host special events such as knife sharpening demonstrations and parties with New York's most famous chefs and restaurateurs. Corin is dedicated to this ideal, bringing the implicit and elegance of Japanese culture to your table, be it in your home or in the finest restaurant. For more information, visit Corin.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats, broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is Gak Shibata, who is the owner of Yoparai and Azasu, beautiful Japanese restaurants. And uh, let's talk about uh, Chankonabe. Yes. Um, so, oh, actually, well, well, I have to talk about this. So, we talk, we've been talking about uh, cup sake, mm-hmm. but uh, you have your own brand. Yes, uh, we try to have a private brand with uh, collaborated with a Nambu Vision Brewer mm. in uh, Iwate, Japan. Mm. That was actually hit by the tsunami and yes, uh, right. earthquake, yeah, yeah. and then really beautifully revived mm-hmm. from the damage. Yes. Right. Okay. So, what kind of sake in the cup? Yes, um, that is uh, you know um, the one of my favorite brewers, uh, the uh, Southern Beauty, which is a uh, Nambu Vision, and uh, um, the an uh, owner of the brewer, you know. Uh, try, you know, try to you know, the, help me to make a private brand sake, you know, a cup sake mm. with uh, our logo and uh, they're like, like a double name, you know, you know, like design. Right. Okay. Yeah. So is it ready or it's coming out soon? I'm not sure because of, uh, you know, the importing is in a, a lot of process. Oh, so, you know, right. I'm, and also I'm not sure when, but, you know, we're working on it now. Mm. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, well, actually, Number Beijing, I really like this Brewery mm-hmm. and it's founded in 1902, mm-hmm. and uh, this uh, sake is globally recognized, like so many awards and prizes. And uh, they actually have an American apprentice right now at the brewery. Mm-hmm. I think for a long time, ben Bell. two years, yeah. So um, yeah, they're really forward-minded, mm-hmm. and I think cup uh, sake at that level of a sake brewery, mm-hmm. yeah, it may be a little challenge, but the owner Kujisan, yes, yeah, he just really pushes the boundary of sake making. Mm-hmm. So that's wonderful. Okay. And uh, before we go into the uh, the chanko nabe, uh, let's talk about your hopi, which is another amazing uh, beverage from Japan. Sure. So um, what is, uh, this is a hopi, H-O-P-P-Y, and what is it and how popular is it in Japan? Hopi is a a beer flavor, non-alcoholic beverage, Mm. and uh, uh, mixed with uh, shochu, which is a... um, like Japanese, uh, the vodka type of sake, I know the, mm-hmm. I know the beverage. Right, distilled, and the ingredients can be rice to barley to mm-hmm. carrots to you name it. Yes. Right, and then the alcohol ranges from, uh, I think, around 25% on average. Right. So you just mix with the hoppy, mm-hmm. right? And uh, hoppy is, I heard that the, the recipe of hoppy, it's a hoppy itself is uh, produced by one private company. Right. And uh, when was it started? 
the Hopi was made, uh, I think, after World War Two or something. Right. Like that. Like yeah. Long the, history. Yeah. Well, no, the, we have lack of wheat and stuff, so you know they they try to you know produce you know the the beer by themselves. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you cannot buy beer. So let's make Hopi. Right. Yeah. It's like a more casual type of a beer. The, mm. Just World War after World War Two. Mm. Yes. Okay. And then naturally, people add alcohol to mm-hmm. drink. Okay. And which tend to be shochu. Yes. Okay. And uh, so you are. Um, well, to be to be honest, like this hobby reminds me of something nostalgic. Yes, yes, and yes. like posters in stores mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, some cultural yeah. connotation in mm-hmm. it. So and I heard uh, hobby is becoming more popular right. in Japan again. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, hobby is uh, you know like a really Tokyo local drink. Mm-hmm. So um, people live in Tokyo area. People know about hobby, but you know outside of Tokyo, people. Doesn't know about hobby actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that <laughs> is really that. Tokyo local food, and uh, so I'm native of Tokyo, so I know I just want to introduce some like local mm. Japanese and um, Japanese drink, Tokyo local drink to okay. New York. Right, and I heard also the hobby is healthier than other alcohol yeah, beverages yeah, like yeah. beer because it's low in alcohol mm-hmm. and as well as calories yeah. and sugar and uh, purine, yeah, which right. can cause gout. Right. So that's why now you know it's a, a lot of young. Women or you know the young people the um, the try to you know the uh, you know they got diet yeah diet or something <laughs> and the you know the you know so you know kind of getting popular for the young people too. interesting yes. right because uh, the shochu became really popular too right. uh, mm-hmm. a while ago so it's kind of like the right timing yeah right okay. And also, I heard uh, the the present of Hopi. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's uh, the third generation, I think. And uh, yeah, I met her. She has great energy, mm-hmm. and uh, she started, uh, you know, really had um, some massive kind of change yeah. in the structure of the company, mm-hmm. marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she has a radio show, something like that, Maybe, to, yes. to promote Hopi. Yeah, yeah I think uh, it seems it's working, mm-hmm. right? All right, and then you are the first official restaurant in, in this country to carry Hopi. I think so, yes. Right? <laughs> and I heard that uh, the president of Hopi yeah. gave a very strict orders to serve Hopi. Right. So, what kind of uh, orders? Um, she just, you know, the, you know, the, you know, want, you know, the sub Hopi for the, you know, like in a really proper way mm. in U.S. too. So, she showed me the, you know, the, you know, the recipe and mm-hmm. how to serve so we try to you know the follow our style mm, so what, what's important i mean to me you know i i've never tried hopi mm-hmm. to be honest actually like, a couple times but you know the the way you mixed with shoju mm-hmm. what's the proper way to it's like you know that just um like 20 percent of uh, no, shochu mm-hmm. and the rest of them is a uh, kind of beer but we have to uh, the freeze the mug mm-hmm. and also we have to freeze the shochu too Oh wow! So that's why you know to keep the you know the hobby cold. Mm, yeah. So twenty percent uh, shochu, eighty percent mm-hmm, hobby, yeah, and then frozen like really yeah, chilled. frozen mug and uh, you know the frozen shochu too. Mm, okay, mm-hmm. so the key is the so it's like a beer slushy type, you know. Oh, oh yeah. wow! Yeah. Okay, so that the texture as right. much as well. yeah, right because uh, shochu it doesn't freeze with the hobby kind mm-hmm. of like slushy. Yes. Oh wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll try that at your yes. <laughs> next time. Okay, and uh, all right. So the now, finally, let's talk about chanko. Mm-hmm. All right. So the Azasu features sumo food mm-hmm. and uh, sumo culture. Yes. So why did you decide to do that? 
Um, I know I'm a big fan of sumo, and uh, um, sumo is uh, like a big entertainment in to- Japan too. So um, the kabuki, you know, the, you know, everything is like, kind of popular in New York now. You know, mm-hmm. last year. So I think you know that you know sumo mm-hmm. has a you know, big potential for the audience in the, uh, the U.S. too. Mm. Right, that is true because. Uh yeah, the sumo is, uh, sumo is originated in Japan. It's like a really native mm-hmm. Japanese sports, right? And uh, I heard it, uh, it was developed along with the Japanese national religion, Shintoism. Right. So it's like uh, the history goes back to like 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. And because it's a kind of religious, rituals yes. are very important. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when you see sumo tournaments, there are many interesting actions and beautiful traditional clothing yes. to watch other than actual wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, so not only the enjoy the uh, like uh, fighting, you know, big guy fighting. With a week, you can see that everything is like clothes or in mm. culture, and you know the ceremony, initiation mm. stuff. So, I think so, you know the you know, not only to watch like you know the fighting. Right. Yeah, yeah because uh, the rules are actually simple, and two wrestlers fight in the ring called yeah. the dohyo, mm-hmm. and which is about fifteen feet in diameter, mm-hmm. and whichever steps out or falls off the ring loses the match. So yes. itself is like in very the second. Very simple. Very simple. Right. Yeah. But then I think they look at their eyes into their mm-hmm. eyes each other, and it's just like not just a second, it's right? Like for a long time, mm-hmm. and it's like a moment. It's called the ma. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's like kind of really martial arts, kind yes. of a spiritual yes. thing. So mm-hmm. it's really fun, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And uh, for um, the listeners who, who doesn't know anything about sumo, so there are six tournament, tournament seasons right. called the Honbasho mm-hmm. uh, a year. And three of which are held in Tokyo, and the rest are in Osaka, yes. Nagoya, and Fukuoka. The every, each tournament is 15 days. Okay, so no break. Like, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I remember my dad, like, oh, this is Honbasho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it comes from earlier. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. And um, so sumo seems to uh, become popular in Japan, not just among old men anymore, mm-hmm. and but also younger generation. I heard in particular women recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. So do you know why? Um, actually, the you know, we had a, a grand champion last basho, mm. and uh, you know, Japanese uh, you know, the champion is a uh, you know, we didn't have any uh, grand champion since ten years Japanese. Mm. Uh, so um, the Japanese uh, people is, uh, start to get uh, interested in to watch sumo now. Right. Because yeah. uh, actually there are in- increasing non-Japanese sumo wrestlers mm-hmm. lately. Yeah. And I checked and the first big name non-Japanese sumo wrestler mm-hmm. called Takamiyama. Yes. He appeared in 1960. Right. It's from he, Hawaii, right? Right. Yeah. And then he... Uh, after that, he after retired, he became like a TV talent, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. it seems like that attra- attracted other non-Japanese right. wrestlers yeah. from abroad. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, well, Takamiyama is from Hawaii, but um, other you see more people like Mongol mm-hmm. and Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so the Japanese <laughs> winning finally yes. Yes. after ten years. Yep. Okay. And uh, I also heard there is another reason why sumo is becoming popular again in Japan, because mm-hmm. uh, the Japan uh, the Japan Sumo Association so the popularity of sumo is declining. Mm. So so they dis- they tried hard to revive it, especially in the last several years. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the scandals and yes, everything. Yes. So it's kind of the image mm-hmm. of sumo mm-hmm. decline too. So for instance, the association started to use social media to reach out to millennials. Mm-hmm. And I, I checked the Twitter account, Sumo Kyokai, it's S-U-M-O-K-Y-O-K-A-I, mm-hmm. Sumo Kyokai. And it's amazing because um, sumo wrestlers used to be known for not 
fan friendly yes. at all, like grumpy face.、Mm-hmm. But now they make funny faces on Twitter, can、right. and model with pretty actresses. Yeah. So, yeah, so it seems that the association's efforts、mm-hmm. are really working well. Yeah. Right. Okay. So now、um, let's go back to Chanko.、Mm-hmm. So, that you serve at the Zazu, what kind of Chanko do you serve? Uh, actually, chanko means、uh, any food you know, for the sumo fighter. So、mm. the steak could be a chanko,、oh. or a burger、really? could be chanko.、Oh. But、uh, no, the chanko means、uh, the f- food for the sumo fighter.、Mm. Yes. Okay, right. And then it's a nabe, it's a pot. Yes, hot pot, pot dish, yes. Right?、Mm-hmm. So, well, I, didn't, I kind of associated chanko means strictly, like directly to、mm-hmm. the pot dish. Yes.、Uh, yeah. So, but you serve、uh, the pot dish? Mm hmm. So,、um, the you know, sumo fighter and the practice, starting practice are in the morning、mm-hmm. at the sumo bear. It's like a sumo house.、Mm-hmm. And then after practice, you know, the youngest apprentice you know, and the prep and the food for every sumo fighter in the you know, sumo house.、Oh, wow. So, which is a chanko nabe. Because、mm. yes. I heard、uh, they say,、um, you know, sumo wrestlers say、mm-hmm. eating is part of their important part of their job. Right. That is like, you know, the, you know, the part of the training too. So, After tr- practice, and then you know, the, everybody you know, the, you know, surrounding one hot pot、mm. and share one hot pot together.、Mm. Okay. And then,、um, so basically, it's like how many people are in a small room? It depends on how, how big is the small room, but、mm. you know, the, maybe like five.、Mm-hmm. Smallest is five or ten, you know, biggest is like 30, 40.、Mm. Okay, so everybody takes turn to cook、uh, chanko. Right. Yeah, and also every small house has an own recipe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So depending on who the boss is. Right. Yeah.、Mm, interesting. Okay. So what's in chanko nabe?、Um, um, uh, like ingredients, basically. Okay.、Um, the, you know, we based on the, the chicken broth,、mm. and、uh, you know, we put the napa cabbage and the fish cake and the, ch- and the chicken. And the pork, and you know, the,、uh, the, our the signature is like a tsukune, which is a meatball, fresh meatball, chicken、mm-hmm. meatball.、Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so is any origin, any region of which、uh, small house? Yeah, I don't know. Yes, I, I.、Um, yeah, like any wrestler's house. Like, you know, the, I heard that Chanko has a lot of、uh, regional origins. Yeah. Right? So it can be Tokyo or Kansai. Yeah, so the, every you know, the area has a you know, the, you know, the, you know, unique you know, recipe too.、Mm-hmm. So you know, we try to have a Tokyo style you know,、mm-hmm. chankonabe. Okay.、Yeah. Okay, and it sounds very nutritious,、uh, nutritious because it's protein and vegetable、yeah. and any kind. Yes. Right. Okay. And、uh, so the, I also heard chanko is ideal for sumo wrestlers because you can put different kinds of. Ingredients like、mm-hmm. depending on what where do you need, depending、yeah. on the health and、um, condition of the、mm-hmm. wrestlers, and also because, like you said, because you surround one part,、mm-hmm. the whole you know, the, the wrestlers surround, so they that kind of a community mindset、right. increases a sense of solidarity、mm-hmm. among wrestlers, yeah, it's a cultural foundation、mm-hmm. in the small bear, okay, all right, and then I heard also that some、uh, non Japanese wrestlers couldn't fit in that. Palette of right, because、yeah. <laughs> you have to eat it, right. right? So it could be a problem, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, so, some people from the Mongol or like you know, the, the Europe, the people it's really hard to 
you know, adjust, you know, the you know, culture of a small, small bear, small room. Mm. So they have to eat the same stuff as everybody right. and they have to speak Japanese. So, mm. yeah. Wow. So I heard that Takamiyama had a ketchup. Right. But it could be, you know, it could be chango too, you know, with mm. mayonnaise, means ketchup, or whatever, it's fine. You know, this is a chango means, it's like a, a food for the sumo fighter. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, right, and then you can find a lot of chanko restaurants in Japan. Mm-hmm. Right, if our listeners go to like uh, you know the areas near stadiums like uh, Ryogoku in yes. Tokyo, you can find great restaurants. Right, restaurants. yeah, yeah. Right. So I uh, know, like you know, the um, the most of the restaurant owner or chef is like a uh, the retired. Uh, no, the, ah, uh, the, you know the small fighter, yes. Ah, because so, they know. Yeah, so yeah, so so they take over the recipe from the you know small bear. Mm. So you know, it's really a good experience. You know? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it sounds like even if you eat uh, small food, you don't gain weight like them. Right. You know, <laughs> because you know the, uh, actually the chankonabe is very healthy. You know, protein and the fiber, vitamin, mm-hmm. everything. So, but the uh, no, thing is that. Uh, uh, the sumo fighter have a nap just after have a breakfast. Mm. So that's why you know uh, they try to get weighing and uh, weight. That's okay. why you know yeah. Mm. So because they get up really early in the morning, like four right. o'clock, and mm-hmm. then train and then have a big breakfast. Yes, and yeah. sleep. Yes. Ah, mm-hmm. So that's how you gain weight. Yeah. <laughs> so um, pr- please, you know, enjoy our hot pot, but don't go to bed, you know, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's a good tip yeah. for dining at the desu. Yeah. All right. Um, so, all right. I, so, how many types of chanko do you serve at Tazasu? Tazasu, we have uh, um, the uh, no, three kinds so far. Now, one is uh, you know the original soy, uh, soy sauce space mm. and broth, mm. and the miso, and uh, uh, another one is uh, uh, the tripe. You know the beef tripe. Oh wow! And also we have a vegan and hot pot too. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, is it common to use uh, the organ meats like mozu? Yeah, I know. The, I know. As I said, you know, chanko is uh, no, there is no rule, mm. you know, so, <laughs> but I don't know that, I know southern, you know, the sumo fighter, like, you know, the from Kyushu, mm. you know, they enjoy the tribe, that kind of thing, too, so, you know, it could be chanko, too. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, people talking about healthy broth. Right. So yeah. it's something I'd see in common with right. healthy yeah. food. Great. Okay. And uh, how do you serve it? Uh, do you serve... Uh, on the table, is it cooked? Yes, yeah. I know that our server, you know, help you, I know, help customer to cook, you know, I know, I know, nabe. Mm. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's it. That's great. Yeah. Right, because uh, I think it's really more popular in Japan mm-hmm. than a way more than here to have uh, right. cooking, you know, actual. Right, because you know, you know the Japanese people knows how to cook chankonabe mm-hmm. but you know i think you know american people doesn't know so we try to help them to cook in a proper way mm. yeah. okay so it's a cultural education right yeah right but it's it's fun like you, you just said uh, like surrounding uh, one big pot mm-hmm. with friends or families yeah. that's uh, really um, that's japanese style communication right? right this is you know the surrounding pot and you know the share one pot of food mm-hmm. and you know their friends or family right. or something like that that yeah. is uh, one of japanese culture i think and also yeah. as you cook together too right right so you know this is a kind of like a really close you know the kind of relationship food right yeah. and also fight for the favorite ingredients yeah that's a part of yeah. one okay um so and you can watch sumo at mm-hmm. the Zasu on a big screen right. when it's in season. Mm-hmm. So when you show the program, 
It's a、uh, like you know the season. Yes,、uh, the I know next month you know it's I know I know the tournament will come up, so、mm-hmm. know, we're gonna do the I know Sangha Smash. Okay,、yeah. so the March season. Yes. yes. Okay, and you just go in and then eat at the Zasu, and you can see what they're right. The, so the、uh, the, every supper and the employees are you know big small fans, so、mm-hmm. you know that if、uh-huh. you know anybody has question, we love to answer about the sake. I know no only not only sake.、Mm-hmm. We can you know, answer about you know, you know the you know similar to. Oh really?、Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've been away from the game, so、mm-hmm. yeah, maybe that's great. Yeah. Very helpful.、Mm-hmm. All right, and.、Uh, So, listeners, it's really easy to understand. It's fun、mm-hmm. to watch.、Yes. So, go to Azasun and、uh, enjoy some more watching. Please. Right. <laughs> okay. And、uh, so, there is another fun event、mm-hmm. that's a sumo viewing party、right. at、uh, Brooklyn Brewery in、mm-hmm. Williamsburg. On this coming, the next one is、uh, Wednesday, March 23rd.、Mm-hmm. And it's organized by actually one of our hosts at Heritage Radio, Michael Harlan Turkel. And、uh, it's going to be the sixth sumo party. And that he has produced. And I heard the last one also at the Brooklyn Brewery、uh, collected 120 people just to watch the small. That's and, good. And also, you served the yeah, Chanko Nabe. Yeah, at the that、party. time, yeah, I helped them to make、uh, the vegan Chanko that time.、Mm. Yes. Okay. So, how was the reaction of、uh, the guests? Because, you know, the Simo is a very simple thing. So, I know, no need to be explaining, right? So it looks like a lot of people is enjoying and clapping hands, screaming. So <laughs> I had a really good vibe that time, really,、mm. you know. And also, I'm really happy, you know, American you know, audience interested in our Japanese culture. Right.、Uh, yeah. yeah, it's funny. So if you stand behind the whole audience、mm-hmm. and then some wrestlers move to this side and that side of wrestling,、right. they move in the same way. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's a very comfortable way.、Yeah. Right. And、uh, yeah, so the small event,、uh, I think they're going to serve、um, the bento box、mm-hmm. too. Right. And、uh, so, for details of this event, small party、mm-hmm. at the Brooklyn Brewery. So,、uh, listeners, this, this,、uh, please visit Sumo Stew 6 on Facebook. So, it's S U M O Stew S T E S T E W number 6, Sumo Stew 6 on Facebook. And it's going to be Wednesday, March 23rd, Brooklyn Brewery. And、uh, also, listeners、uh, who are interested in viewing sumo in a stadium in Japan, there's a website to get all the information, and that's、uh, sumo, S-U-M-O dot O-R dot J-P, sumo or J-P, and you can find、uh, all the English information there. And it's really truly a special experience to be in the stadium, and you really get immersed in the culture. And tickets run from $20 to $130, as of I checked yesterday. Um, and、uh, also, you can buy、uh, very seasonal regional bento boxes at the stadium, too.、Mm-hmm. So it's such a cultural experience. Right. Right. Okay. And、uh, so, here you have a very exciting small event coming up, even more exciting、right. at the ZAS in April.、Mm-hmm. What is it? So,、um, the, one, one of the small fighters called Kyokuten、uh, Ho、uh, mm-hmm. will visit to New York City.、Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And then he's retiring. Right. So, I mean, if he, because he's retiring, maybe he's op- more open to、right. visit、yeah. outside because、mm-hmm. it's such a traditional、uh, yes. structure. So, so.、Um, the after retired the sumo fighter, h a v e to cut off his hair,、mm. uh, which is called chonmage.、Mm. It's a, a really unique hairstyle.、Right. So, he w a n t to come to New York City with the chonmage, which is hair.、Mm. So,、uh, he, uh, no, and then after he coming back to Japan, he cut off the, his hair.、Mm. So, that's the official retirement. Right. Officially,、right. yes, yes. It's called the Dampatsuki. Yes. Right.、Yeah. 
So, okay. And then what's going to happen? He comes and does a seal? Right. And yeah. what he's going to do? Yeah, uh, no, he's going to bring one chanko master uh, from his hair. Mm. And then uh, he can, uh, no, they can provide an authentic chanko nabe from their uh, no, uh, no, really authentic thing, mm. you know. And also. Maybe that's the first time abroad. I think so, yeah. I think so. Nabe. So, um, um, event you know, details are not. I know, pretty sure now, but you know, the I know we try to have a hand printing, you know, or the autograph. Mm. So in Japan, in the, um, the sumo fighter is a living shrine. Mm. You know, that's why you know the I know, sumo fighter has a big rope in the, in his stomach. Okay. As you've seen in a Japanese shrine, right? So uh, as you know, the shrine, so. Um, that's why you know the you know, sumo fighters hand printing and you know, autograph is uh, you know it's like kind of like armlet you know mm. they you know they like you know they avoid you know bad you know right. I don't know like you know karma or you know, something like that so mm. I think you know that you know he's gonna do the hand printing and uh, yeah. uh, the you know, autograph and also you know we provide you know very authentic you know chankonabe from mm. you know, his hair right so yeah. it's like a sacred right and you make you strong by yeah. having his uh, mm-hmm. hand printing yes right. Great. So it's going to be uh, April 1st? Yes. Okay. And uh, where can we get the information update? Uh, please check out our uh, the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. A-Z-A-S-U. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So um, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you very much. That was fun. Okay. So listeners, if you'd like to know more about Gag's restaurants, please visit uh, Yoparai, New York City. It's Y-O-P-P-A-R-A-I-N-Y-C. Uh, dot com and uh, azasu nyu uh, dot com that's a z a s u n y c dot com and if you have any questions or comments about the show please contact us at heritageradionetwork.org and by the way we recently launched a beautiful new website so please visit our page today's show was made possible by Corin and our engineer is um, David Tatasiore and Japan Needs is live at 3 a.m. on Mondays and always available at heritageradionetwork.org, iTunes, and Stitcher Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.